On this Monday, we're talking the Bristol weekend, including more big money for Chris Madden, the outlaws in Texas, plus winners from around the country this weekend. Let's go. Today is Monday, April 4th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. We'll start today off with the big money action from Bristol for the super late models from the weekend. Chris Madden continued to show why it was a good idea for him to drop off the Outlaws full time. Friday night, he put in another dominating performance to grab his second $50,000 win of the event. Chris Ferguson, who had a win the previous weekend as well, finished second with Devin Moran going 10th to 3rd, Kyle Larson 9th to 4th, and Ricky Weiss finished 5th. With some of the cancellations around the country, we did add a few cars for this weekend, including Brandon Shepard and Ross Bales, but there were some other guys that took part the first weekend who were missing the second weekend. Uh, that group was headlined by Tim McCready. McCready had a rough first two nights, including a crash, and did not return. He'll be back in action this week for the Lucas shows at Tyler County, Hagerstown, and Port Royal. Saturday night was not what several big names were hoping for, including Larson and Brandon Overton, who both bowed out early with mechanical issues. I believe I heard Larson had a broken throttle pedal. Moran and Jonathan Davenport were also both outside the top 15 at the end. Out front, Ricky, uh, Ricky Weiss was the early leader from second, but before halfway, Dale McDowell ran him down uh, with 20 to go and then slipped by for the lead. George Driver, who already has two outlaw wins on the year, drove away to the $50,000 win in the event finale. Madden charged from 12th to finish second. Fergie was third, Scott Bloomquist fourth, and Jimmy Owens completed the top five. McDowell, man, he's just been so good to start this season. This was actually McDowell's second career Bristol win as he won the inaugural dirt late model race at the big half mile way back in the year 2000. On top of his race winnings, Chris Madden extended or ended up the week-long points champion and grabbed an additional $100,000 for doing so. So his total Bristol earnings came out to $227,900. That's a good season for some drivers, and Madden made that in two weeks of racing at Bristol. Leaving the, uh, the event, Madden also tops the XR Super Series point standings with the next race coming up April 21st through the 23rd at Alltech in Florida. There was again talk about the crowd sizes at Bristol, and again, I think a number of factors were at play, including travel costs, the colder temperatures, and that novelty of the racing at Bristol just kind of wearing off. It just goes to show that just because you pay big money and get some big names doesn't mean that other teams and the fans will show up. Promoting races is a very difficult game, and there is no magic bullet. I think the future of the XR Racing will depend on how successful their streaming service is and if they can improve and involve as they learn uh, kind of more about what the fans and teams want going forward. Obviously, plenty of opportunities for them to kind of continue to evolve as the season goes on. There's a lot more races on the schedule for that group. The World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series was supposed to race twice over the weekend, but the Friday show was lost to rain at Lawton Speedway in Oklahoma. Officials are trying to find a rescheduled date, so stay tuned for that. On Saturday night, they went south to Devil's Bowl in Texas for $20,000 to win. With a few other sprint car shows lost, especially in the Midwest, the race drew 32 cars. That was the highest car count we've seen at Devil's Bowl in the most recent eight races there. Unfortunately, though, the quality of the field didn't equate to super great racing. We had 20 total position changes from start to finish in the feature, which was the second lowest we've seen there in the past eight races. 
The track just never really widened out through the night, and even in the feature, the lap times were super fast. Brent Marks started second, slipped by pole setter Brian Brown on lap four, and that was it. Marks dominated the rest of the way for the $20,000 score. Donnie Schatz, who I picked to win, finished second. Browning was third, James McFadden fourth, and Jacob Allen earned his second top five of the season in fifth. With his third finish outside the top 10 in his past five races, David Gravel is now back to third in the points with Macedo jumping over him to second. They trail Brad Sweet. Sheldon Huddenshield sits fourth and Schatz is back to fifth. And while his shark racing teammate was rolling around in the top five, it was another difficult night for Logan Schuhart. The winner of the Outlaws three previous trips to Devil's Bowl had a solid top 10 qualifying effort, but his heat race ended in a puff of smoke from the engine. He then had to get into the feature from the B main and was only to, uh, able to race his way up to 16th. He's back to eighth in the standings now with a widening 140 point margin between he and leader Brad Sweet. The series will spend the next two weekends in Missouri with stops at US 36, Lake Ozark, and Peevely coming up. In some other outlaw news from the last few days, Adam Stern, uh, who writes for the Sports Business Journal, tweeted back on Friday that the series is working with iRacing and its Monster Game Studio on a new console video game. This comes nearly 20 years after the Outlaws last release a game, and it's been a constant question from fans of that game and the series, and that question of when they will get another one of these games. Stern says the game should be released this fall for PlayStation and Xbox, and the deal should be formally announced this week. This will be the first time iRacing releases a game for consoles, so stick around for uh, more about the game. We talked back on Friday about all the tire testing drama with USAC and the teams who announced they weren't racing at Lawrenceburg, and in the end, it didn't even matter. The Saturday show at Lawrenceburg was canceled because of a poor forecast. As I mentioned on that Friday show, USAC has scheduled an owner's meeting for today. I'm recording this about uh, 1.20 right now. I believe the meeting is supposed to be around 3 or 4 o'clock. They're going to go over all of the results of the tire test so they can provide some transparency and show the reasoning behind their move not to penalize their, uh, those four teams from Ocala. We'll see if that makes any difference for some of these teams that had decided not to race. Uh, maybe if they'll see those results and decide uh, that maybe they will race going forward. We'll keep you posted if anything does come out of that meeting today. Elsewhere this weekend, we saw a bunch of shows out in California. Tanner Carrick won his second straight 360 show on Friday at Ocean Speedway. He topped Bud Kading, Max Mitri, and Tanner Holmes. Ocean got pretty technical. There was that big bump in one and two, and it was fun to watch those guys handle that and the lap traffic. With the USAC CRA series, we had our first two winners of 2022 not named Damian Gardner. The Demons swept the opening three shows at Kokopah back in January, then won again at Paris a week ago. But Friday night, Austin Liggett got by him late to score the win at Hanford. And at Tulare on Saturday night, we saw a great battle for the lead all race long between Ryan Bernal and Chase Johnson, with Bernal eventually coming out on top for the victory. Also in California, the NARC 410 series kicked off their season on Saturday night at Stockton. Colby Copeland started second, but led all 25 laps en route to the opening night victory. Defending champ Dominic Selzy settled for second with Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Facinto, excuse me, third, Shane Golubic fourth, and Willie Croft in fifth. Up in Pennsylvania, we saw a dominating win at Lincoln for Danny Dietrich. He became the first repeat winner at that track uh, this season. And at Port Royal, Logan Wagner got by Justin Whittle in lap traffic and earned his 12th career victory at the port. The Short Track Super Series, they had uh, big cash on the line at Orange County Fair Speedway. And after early leader Mike Mahaney dropped out with mechanical issues on lap two, all anyone saw was the rear of Matt Shepard's nine. 
He dominated the 50-lap main event and scored $25,000. Max McLaughlin and Matt Williamson completed the podium. This was the second round of the Elite Series, which is that big money schedule kind of inside of the normal slate of modified races for the Short Track Super Series. The mods of the Short Track Super Series are back in action on April 26th at Delaware. Before we shut it down today, let's do something a little different in the comments section for today, shall we? Drop me a message. Let me know what your best and worst from the Dirt Racing Weekend was. It can be anything. You can do on-track stuff, winners. Uh, maybe somebody got crashed, drama, or maybe that you spilled your beer during the B-Main at your weekly track. I don't really care, but let me know what you've got from the Dirt Racing Weekend. The only thing on today's streaming schedule is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. If you want to support what I'm doing, make sure to like these videos and subscribe where you watch or listen. You can also grab a decal over at dirttracker.com slash decal for three bucks. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.